Hello, friends. We're back again. It's Fightful Overbooked. It is time for your weekend. Therefore, it's time for your news. Therefore, it's time for myself and Jeremy Lambert to talk about your five favorite articles of the week. Maybe you didn't see them. Maybe you did see them. I don't know. Regardless. Joel. Joel. What? Did you hit record? Yeah. It's not saying it's recording on my end. That's recording on my end. I'm very scared that we're going to do this whole show and didn't record. Three seconds, 35 seconds, 37 seconds. Oh, there's no recording. It says no. It's, it wants me to hit record. There's no live thing. I know we're not live, but there's no recording up in the corner. I'm worried. Maybe not recording. Maybe mine's oh. recording and not yours. Oh, that wouldn't be good. You're just talking to nobody right now. No, it wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> Let's see what happens. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to reload the page for me. Do I need to hit record? Oh, no. Now it is just me. I'm the only person here to do Newsworthy, which the news would not happen with me anyway. Now it I'm Joel Pearl. Oh, now it says recording started. There it goes. Minute 16, 17, 18. <laughs> now it's recording. I swear to God, the whole thing's going to be right there. But for just, just the shits and giggles. Hello, friends. We're back again. It's Fightful Overbooked. It's Saturday, so it must be time for Newsworthy, which means Jeremy and I are hopefully going to have a show for you to produce right now instead of one that has one side and not both. Jeremy's here. I'm here. Maybe. Who knows? How you doing, Jeremy Lambert? I'm well. I got a bow in my hair, Jewel, and I've got a robe on. I'm wearing one of the kids' bows and the wife's robe. Uh, it's Friday, and I'm being super lazy, so whatever. Don't hate me, everybody. How are you feeling, Joel Pearl, is the real question. I'm feeling better now than I was a couple of days ago. I think some people saw that I had food poisoning. First, I think my first time ever, and it was rough, but uh, I'm, I'm relatively back to normal. I'm probably about 95%. Are you going to vomit on air? Can you do that? He's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna puke. He's gonna, he's gonna puke. He's gonna puke. I've had no caffeine for the last three days, and I'm definitely feeling it today. Yeah, drinking that Gatorade's good for you, though. That's, that's yeah. good when you're sick. Yeah, getting me back to normal. But anyway, you know how it goes. Five stories on the board. Some you saw, some you didn't. Some you absolutely will never want to see again. <laughs> Are you ready, Jeremy? Sure. Oh, God, here we go. Number one, because we have to, and because you mentioned it at the top of our last show, Hangman <laughs> Page tests himself by holding his pee believes John Moxley has piss pants right now. First of all, what's piss pants? Second of all, what the hell is wrong with you? He's gonna, hey, he's gonna piss his pants. <laughs> he's on a high spots virtual signing hangman out of pages. And he's talking all about hangman. Or he's talking all about Mox. What? I gotta pee. I'll he wasn't wait. talking about Mox at all. He wasn't talking about Mox at all. I needed to work Moxley into the headline just because Hangman Page goes at absurd. I don't even think it was that absurd. It's only like three hours or something. But, you know, maybe he hadn't peed before that for like 12 hours. So an extra three hours would be a, a very long time. Uh, but I couldn't, I didn't feel like I could just headline of like Hangman Page holds his pee through a virtual signing. That's that's not fun. But throwing in the John Moxley, he's got piss pants right now, made it a lot more fun. What's wrong with me? I don't know, Joel Pearl. What's wrong with Hangman Page? He's the one talking about piss pants on, on a virtual signing and everything. Follow-up question. 
Hangman mentions the Ohio advantage. Oh, like Ohio's garbage. Ohio advantage, Jeremy Lambert. It means everybody from this terrible state is just completely built different in probably the worst way possible. I, I tweeted this. It was 70 on Thursday. 70 degree. It was nice. I was wearing a short sleeve shirt. I was out walking. I was out playing with the kids and everything. It is snowing today. 12 hours later, it is snowing. How in the hell does that happen in roughly 12 hours? It goes from 70 to snowing. This is the dumbest state in the world. God, when he was naming this state, was just like, oh, I, I oh, he knew he fucked up. That, that's why it's named Ohio. God knew he fucked up when he came to this state. It's almost as if the world is on fire and we're not doing anything about it. My friend, uh, Samer, the, the legendary Samer from FMC fame, messaged me. I told him he needs to move to Ohio, largely because I want him closer to me. And he's like, isn't in Ohio, isn't Ohio in an environmental crisis right now? I'm like, Ohio is an environmental crisis. We're not in one. We just are one. I'm sorry. There was a crotch cam set up in this thing. Oh, yeah, they they had it. So it's like an overhead cam. So you can like see him autograph the stuff, but you can like zoom in. So like they they called it like the crotch cam. So they kind of zoomed in a little bit closer than they typically do for these virtual signings to see if, you know, his pants became wet. This was this was honestly hilarious. Uh, The virtual signing, sometimes you get like cool stuff out of it. Hangman also talked about. I called him JFP shit, and uh, he talked about being uh, stopped at like uh, doing a border check, even though he didn't cross the border. He was very confused by this. But the running theme was like he needed to go to the bathroom. He's like, "No, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to hold my piss through this virtual sign." He's like, "How long do we have left?" And so they did things like they tried to like tickle him, and they're like, "Hey, drink more water. Put your hand in water. Here's a cold water bottle to try to do this. Let me make you laugh." And everything's like, "I'm going to do it. I'm going to hold my pants." And yes, he's, he's asked about John Moxley. And he's like, "Oh my, that guy probably has piss pants." right now uh which popped me and then he ends the virtual sign the last thing you hear is just like let's go piss <laughs> hangman rules dude hangman's the absolute best i love that guy so i somebody so i wrote the mjf article and somebody on twitter was like oh the big news out of this is really that hangman held his piss for three hours i was like look i agree with this this is <laughs> definitely an article don't worry about that i got you on this sometimes you gotta let me cook like the the hang the the hangman piss pants this is on like a friday like that ain't gonna play that's not gonna play well on like a friday night friday afternoon type thing the mjf stuff you know got some attention and then mjf might have retweeted it whatever so it got some attention the the detaining story was obviously like actual kind of new stuff it was like let, let me let, let it simmer we had elimination chamber to get through as well as a big weekend of wrestling it was like let me cook on this stuff Monday morning, ran it Monday morning, no shows on Sunday or anything. Everybody was coming down after the the big shows on Saturday. Monday morning, they're just hit with the piss right in the face. And man, everybody, everybody was excited on Monday to get hit with that piss. Regular Seamus. (laughs) Can we move on now or are we still talking about urine? I don't know. Uh, we We can talk about urine all day. You ever held your piss like in your hand? Joel, it's tough. It gets through your fingers. It's liquid. It should. Yeah. It's difficult. Hang, that's what Hangman should have done. Instead of holding it in his bladder, he should have tried to hold it in his hand. See how that went for him. 
Let's move on to the next one. Undertaker Why? Oh, Why are we spending this whole show talking about Hangman's piss? Undertaker recalls getting his nose broken and suffering a concussion from Rey Mysterio's ass, and I just <laughs> ass and piss. That's what this show has become. Undertaker is with Tony Hawk on his show Wolf versus Hawk, Hawk versus Wolf. Just talk to me. The other dude on this show, I forget his name. I apologize, dude. I assume be, it's Wolf. Be a professional. Yeah, it's Wolf. Uh, sure. Be a professional and look up his actual name, Joel Pearl. Uh, he's great. This dude rules. He's an old skater as well, and he's talking about doing a bunch of dumb shit in the skateboard community. He was he was fantastic. He should have been a professional wrestler. He's got some good charisma. Sounds like he just bumped his ass off for everybody. He took a, a, a forearm from Jamie Hayter when Jamie Hayter and Darby Allen we're on this show. This guy's awesome. Uh, yeah, Jason Undertaker. His name, by the way, Jason Ellis. Okay. Uh, so Undertaker was there. He was talking about the the orbital fracture and everything that he had uh, when he wore the mask, the Phantom of the Opera mask in in '95 after Mabel uh, crushed him. And then he circled back to, or I guess, moved time forward to the Rey Mysterio stuff and how Rey Mysterio, his ass. Broke his entire face, gave him gave him another eye injury, gave him a concussion, gave him a broken nose. So Mysterio was doing his like seated senton. You're supposed to hit him in the chest. Ray J just got ass to face with Ray Mysterio, and they just the the amazing part here is he's like, yeah, I just popped my nose back into place after Ray did it and everything. Like, sure, that's just a thing that happens in normal life when you haven't suffered three million broken noses during your time. I was just excited, as as you would expect, to just throw in that Rey Mysterio's ass broke Undertaker's face and gave him a concussion, knocked him out. That's what happens when you when you just get ass in your face like that, Joel. You ever gotten a concussion from ass? It was a bony ass. No, you got not a concussion. Oh, talking okay. about, no, I'm talking about the the Rey Mysterio ass is apparently a bony ass. Yeah, well, Rey Mysterio, he's he's thin, but you know they. they He's got a little bony ass. Rey Mysterio's got a pretty nice ass. Right? Who's got the best ass in wrestling, Joel? Let us know in the comments. MJF gets a lot of praise for the for the ass that he has. That's the, that's the cake. There are some people that we can ask. <laughs> ask. Tank Bearclaw. Shout out to the great Tank Bearclaw. Great ass on the great Tank Bearclaw. True. Knows, knows, how to, knows how to sling it, too. Yeah. Does them squats. Is there anything sure. else we need to talk about in this article, or are we moving on from the Undertaker getting busted by ass uh i love the the jason ellis guy even though i forgot his name at the the top of this segment uh he's great i want to i want them to interview more pro wrestlers because he rules and he he seems very at some point this man's got to be on some type of show i don't know if it's gonna be wwe or uh aew he's got to be on some type of show but undertaker did this like so I guess the Tony Hawk studio is right next to the Mike Tyson studio, which is tremazing. Uh, um, but like Tony Hawk is talking at the top of this. He's like, yeah, Undertaker's just next door in Mike Tyson's studio. And after he gets done there, he's going to come over here and do our show. So there's some uh, podcast insight for everybody. Undertaker and Tony Hawk, or sorry, Mike Tyson and Tony Hawk do podcasts right next to each other. I'm sure Tony Hawk gets a lot of secondhand smoke off of his show. I can imagine. I would. I don't know if I could. Uh, I don't know if I could could do that without proper ventilation. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how. Like you know, if it's closed off really well. I imagine something gets through the doorway and everything. But just hot boxing two over there with Hawk and Wolf. Yeah, I, that's all I got. I got nothing else about this Undertaker bony ass 
conversation. Let's move on. Mike Bailey comments on his fan incident during his match with Nick Gage at GCW middle of the night. Uh, Mike Bailey took to his Twitch to discuss what had happened in a video that kind of went viral from our friend Anissa Barr. Um, yeah. That, listen, never touch the wrestlers. That's really what it comes down to. But Mike Bailey had a really um, a really good chat with his Twitch people about uh, his experience with this, uh, with this incident. So go ahead. Mike Bailey rules uh, like the nicest human being in the world. Probably yep. should have kicked the shit out of this fan, but I understand why he didn't. There was no reason. He, he had a good assessment of it. it, it it's like a 40 minute video to break down a four second clip, which, uh, which rolled. Um, but he had a good assessment of everything of just like, you know, I didn't feel like I was in danger when I got up. I, he backed off. There were people in between. So I didn't feel the need to like kick him or anything. But then he does say like, you see my stance. He breaks it down like it's a fight. He's like, you see my stance. I'm ready to unload with the left. If something comes, he gives the, the crow cop quote of a red kick hospital, left kick cemetery quote. Um, so I'm ready to throw this kick if necessary. You see his stance, his, his arms are down, his shoulders are down. Like he, he doesn't look like he's about to do anything. So I'm good to go here. I love that he was like, the way to get out, like he needs to do a written apology, a handwritten apology to me, to GCW, to the fans, and to Nick Gage for this incident. If he wants to come back, uh, the other great bit of this was he's like, I'd ban everybody. I'd be, I would not be lenient on banning fans. If you, he was like, the Super Dragon guy would have banned him. Just too, too many, <laughs> too many chanting. The air, you bring an air horn. I'd ban him. He's like, I'd ban all these people. He's like, but I understand why they're not so quick to ban everybody. Uh, Mike Bailey's just fantastic. He, he has a great Twitch stream, even when he's not just like talking about stuff like that. He rewatched the the match he had with Dax Harwood um, on this Twitch stream as well, which great breakdown of that that match. So Mike Bailey rules. You know that that incident. It was a busy busy night on Saturday, and that incident it wasn't really on screen. You could kind of see it when when I watched the match back. Um, you could see it as Gage goes to get the door. You could see Bailey's like crouched. Gage kind of gets in the way. And then Bailey's like up, turned around, looking at somebody. Gage gets in the way again. And here comes Mike Bailey running. So you could see something that was on. And and Steven Jensen mentioned on our show that like he, uh, Anissa like reached out to him of like, hey, uh, here here's what happened here. Because he could see it and he wanted to know what happened. And then, you know, she released it to uh, the public. Bailey mentioned it. And Bailey did an entire Twitch stream on it. So I, I thought it was good. Uh, again, I like Mike Bailey. I, it was something that probably needed to be addressed because fans nowadays think they can get away with too much shit sometimes. And some of them probably should be kicked in the head. I agree. And also, like, I, I'm fine with, with banning fans who go too far. There should be. And uh, you're, you're in the, your indie isn't going to suffer with one less person in the room you're probably going to do better because you took care of the person you, by, yeah. by which I mean, took care. I mean, you, you got rid of the person who was causing problems and made the place feel safer for others. So don't, you know, don't think twice about it. If you see a fan get involved with your talent, get rid of that fan immediately. There's no reason for them to get involved. Yeah. Don't, don't put your hands and GCW shows are very uh, lenient with stuff bailey bailey comments on that like you look at nick gage's entrance guys are hanging all oh, over him yeah. and like you don't know what's gonna happen and that like you you hope that okay this is cool he does it 
pretty much every single match. So, and nothing bad has happened, fortunately, uh, so far. But like, you you never know. And again, these indie shows, like everybody's on top of each other at these shows. Sometimes like there's not a railing on these shows and like, you just spill out into the crowd, you fight all over the crowd and everything. And guys, again, they're like on top of the action on this stuff. So you probably should take action when it comes to, to these type of incidents, because you don't, you don't want to risk anything, especially when it comes to the performers. Yeah, exactly. I got nothing left on this one because uh, it's pretty simple. Don't be a dick and don't touch talent. All right, let's move on. Paul London reflects on his return to AIW and he praises Joey Janela. Well, first of all, why would you praise Joey Janela? What's wrong with you? I do love Joey Janela, though. Uh, he was on Café de René with René Dupré. Let's talk about Paul London's return to AIW. Uh, Paul London rules. I, I feel like I said everybody rules on this show. I like I like covering people that rule and that seem like good people and that give me good uh, good quotes and stories to run but i do really like paul london he's he's og of the game uh with the please don't die please don't die stuff so it was cool we talked about this match on on the spotlight a couple weeks ago because it is a couple weeks old oh but yeah paul london in aiw and you know he wants to get back kind of do like an indie run and everything and and help out the wrestlers i think we actually talked about that on the show as well but in this aiw setting like he was going full bore all over again looking like paul lundervold bumping his ass off doing crazy shit and you know him talking just reflecting on the match praising joey janela this is the first time he met janela and i kind of paired this and i didn't send this to you but i'll mention it now i paired this with like when i interviewed uh joey he brought up paul london i brought up the match and then he brought up paul london he was like oh i love paul london like i want to help him out i want to get him some bookings and everything and i've said like i'm I'm pretty confident Paul London's going to be like part of WrestleMania weekend and part of some GCW shows and certainly part of, of spring break in some capacity. Uh, but you know, Joey was telling me like, yeah, Paul didn't want to like dive. And I had to like talk him into doing a dive. Everything's like, I'll catch you. It'll be fine. And Paul's like, you expose me and everything. Like they seem to have a, a good little rapport and good little respect for each other. And hopefully it does lead to, to more Paul London on the independent scene, because as, as we've talked about on the show before, like, him returning, it seems like he's returning for the right reasons of wanting to give back and help out the younger talent and not just, hey, I want to return and get myself over. Yeah, that, that works. That's what you want to come back to. Sounds like you had a great match. Sounds like you had a good time. Uh, I love this. Everyone in the match was on point. It was a crazy and chaotic match. It went all over the building. It was great. A lot of fun. Nobody is dead. Paul London looked like this. some of the bumps he was taking looked like he was about to die over there. It did go in, in the building. Janela was in the crowd at one point, just like having a beer. And he's like, I was trying to escape Paul London because he was a wild man out there. So I was just trying to blend in with the crowd so he wouldn't go after me. Although, as we learned, people from the crowd just attack people now. So maybe London would have gone after him. Yeah, but at least he would have known who he was attacking, right? Maybe. Joey, Joey Janela looks like a pretty normal person. Yeah, it's not like he has long hair and a big obvious wrestler look or anything like that. Yeah. Not wearing trunks. Seriously. What? <laughs> I don't know. I thought I was going to continue the bit and then I just completely dropped it. What are we doing here? I'm having, a, I'm, having a, I'm having a bad day, Jeremy Lambert. I'm having a bad day. Here's our final article. Scott Zamora says we have to get Mercedes Monet and Mickey James in a ring and get this done. I talked about this article 
on the run sheet, which you can find at the run sheet pod, myself and Ella J. Uh, that's right, cross promotion. Uh, we talked about this particular show, but uh, this is Scott Tamore on Busted Open talking about the potential for Mercedes Monet versus Mickey James sometime in the future, maybe at a certain multiverse show coming up at the end of March. Jeremy, talk to me about this. I mean, maybe at that show. I don't, I guess it could take place some other time, but I think the world wants it. Uh, we know Mercedes wants it. We know Mickey wants it. I think it'd be a pretty big missed opportunity if they could not get this done. Um, Cause when all parties seem to want this, we know impact and new Japan have a working relationship. As you said, like they're going to do a show together during WrestleMania weekend. We know Mercedes is going to be at WrestleMania weekend. Cause she's been announced for WrestleCon. There's no reason why this should not get done. Um, as far as like the, the interview itself, it was, it was whatever busted open. I mean, they're literally, by the time everybody watches this show, uh, busted open will have had a presence on impact. No surrender. They will. So there's a easy partnership there between them. Demore was on to like largely just promote no surrender and get over the bully and dreamer feud. Since they're both part of busted open. And I was listening and I was like, can we please no offense to all this stuff i understand they got to promote 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 but i was like can we please just stop talking about this bully ray tommy dreamer match and can we ask scott demore about being at new japan battle in the valley and talking to mercedes everything and finally at the end they asked about this and that was what i was most thrilled about is i was happy they actually got to a question that i could use and i wanted to talk about it here because we got to have this match we we got to get it done i don't know how much longer Mickey can still go. Uh, Mercedes is Mercedes, but she may not be. I don't know how long she can, plans to continue to do like New Japan uh, stardom kind of stuff and then travel around and everything. If she's going to end up back at WWE, but it's there. Everybody wants it. Everybody's on the same page with getting it done. Find a way to get this done. I feel if they don't get this done, somebody screwed up somewhere and we've just had another missed opportunity in wrestling. And it feels like we've had way too many of those over the past few years when something's been right in front of us. And for some reason it just doesn't happen. I went, I went back and forth on whether or not this is a match I wanted to see. Why? I I don't know because I just, I I said this on, on my other show. I said that there are times when I want to see a Mercedes money match or a Sasha Banks match. And there are times where I don't really care if I see it or not. Uh, The more I think about it and the more I see the, background between mercedes and mickey i'm like okay no this could actually be a really really good match um but the you know i i I also wonder do they do it as a champion versus champion match we find out you know after no surrender whether or not that's going to be the case or does it get a title does it not does it basically what does the build look like but uh i'm I'm seeing more of the build kind of pop up as like mercedes being like you're a loser you're old i'm the now i'm gonna beat your ass I think the build is sometimes just, especially when it's a one-off thing like that, the build is just do a cool fucking match. Like, what's what's the build-up to any of these multiverse matches? Isn't Osprey's wrestling speedball, right? Like, what's the build here? Best wrestler yeah, in the world? Some matches are just announced, but some matches yeah. need some sort of build. I think this is one of those matches. The build to make is just it, respect. Make it a I don't know about the respect thing. You can only do respect on so many levels. You can do that with Speedball and Osprey, but I want it's an impact. It's an impact versus New Japan show. It's just dream match shows. This is a match that both women want. They're both going to be champions probably going into this match. I think that's where the issue is of 
when it comes to like booking Mercedes in these other promotions and territories and stuff is like new Japan probably don't want her to lose impact probably doesn't want their champion to lose. So that's where the issue could be. Maybe, I mean, maybe Mickey's not the champion. Maybe by the time everybody listens to this, Steven Jensen thinks Masha Slamovich uh, has won the impact knockouts championship. He predicted Masha to win. He's not alone spotlight. So yeah, maybe, maybe Mickey is not the champion by the time people listen to this, that makes the booking a lot easier of like, okay, well the IWGP women's champion loses to, or wins uh, and beats Mickey James. So maybe, maybe that's where it goes, but I do understand like if it is like a champion versus champion thing, neither really wants their champion to lose. And that can be an issue when it comes to this stuff. But if, Mickey's not the champ. It's an easy thing to book. Is there some drama taking out that like Mercedes is going to win? Yes, but she's probably going to win most of these matches anyway. Yeah, that's how I feel. But as long as it's a good match, I'm I'm down to see it. It's going to be a good match. Mercedes is great. I think I I think you dislike the crew. I think this is oh, that's really very is. well established. <laughs> yes, I'm not a fan. I'm sorry, but I'm not. I love I love Mercedes the wrestler. Love Mickey. Uh, she's a wonderful wrestler as well. Uh, I, I look forward to the match between these two. I don't look forward to any discourse between fans. Well, the discourse is just the discourse between fans on every single topic sucks. True. There's there's no good discourse. They, 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 there's nothing. Every fan is dumb. Every every fan doesn't know how to properly articulate an opinion on social media, and every fan just wants to argue with each other and they don't care what the other person actually has to say. They just want to get their opinion out there. There's no discourse. It's just, you're, you're yelling into the void thinking you're talking to somebody on Twitter, but really you just Phil Lindsay has said it. Like you're, you're arguing with the avatar. You just, the avatar just wants to be heard and they don't actually care what your side of the story is. So the discourse there, is, there is no discourse because that implies that there's a discussion to be had. There's no discussion. It's just going to be, Crew people hyping up uh, Mercedes, the five Impact fans hyping up Impact, and that's that. I'll let you know we normally have at least one and a half people watching. One, sorry, one and a half thousand people watching our Impact. One and, one and a half people. Wow. <laughs> Shout out to Hornswoggle checking out the Impact stream. I can't win today. Now let's all go <laughs> offline and talk about the Wrestling Observer Awards. Jeremy, plug what you got and let's get out of here. What? Huh? What are did you not see that they dropped today? No, I don't care about that. Shit. You're better off. Don't worry. He's talking Sorry, about discourse dude. and bullshit. Everybody watch the Fightful Awards that happened three weeks ago or something. It happened like a month ago. A month ago. At this point. Yeah. Everyone watch those awards because I don't know. I think watch the Lammies. The Lambs gave the best award show in the world. There you uh, go. What am I plugging? What? Huh? What's happening? Follow Fight Talk underscore on Twitter. Yeah, don't follow me. Follow Fight Talk underscore on Twitter. Follow Steven Jensen. He rules. Um, just subscribe to Twitch or follow Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. I'm playing wrestling video games, typically the, of the retro kind. Retro wrestling video games pretty much every week at this point. Um, subscribe to Fightful Overbooked. We have new content every single day. Um, that's that's all. You do the plugs better than I do, Joel. Like, you do the plugs. Spotlight's Thursday, 9 a.m. Yeah, nine thirty. We're at we're actually at eight thirty this week uh, because of scheduling thing. It's at eight thirty or nine thirty. It's at some point on Thursday. I'm just gonna split the difference and say nine a.m. Y'all can figure out when it actually airs. Just 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 watch the show for all I care. That's all. That's all I want. Watch and say nice things about me. 
It's a banner week for us. I am at Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-R-L. Ladies and gentlemen, friends beyond the binary. We'll see you in the next one. Cheers.